Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex, and happy Tuesday. I hope everyone is having the best Tuesday so far. Um, I, At the time of this recording, I just got home earlier this morning from my trip to Philadelphia and then my like little impromptu trip to New York and it was exactly what I needed like Khadijah's wedding was absolutely beautiful and so true to them like that's all I can say to like explain it like just such a amazing time and it was really really good to like see her and be a part of her special day she brought me out of makeup retirement so in college and in high school I used to do people's makeup um I haven't done that honestly since college and so she allowed me to do her makeup for her special day which was I wouldn't do it for anyone else but since it's Khadijah of course I had to and then going to New York to see my best friend Bryant was absolutely the best time my wallet literally hates me but my heart is so 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 full I haven't seen him in like two years and so I only had like 12 hours took the train from Philly into New York City and I don't know like doing that kind of stuff like I have really bad anxiety and so I'm always thinking of like oh my gosh like what if this happens what if this happens and I'm always like scared and like living in fear and like just being able to kind of do something like off the cusp and not really like super planned and just make it work kind of like reassured me and put faith back in myself that like the world isn't going to end uh I sometimes have this weird thing where I get scared to have fun because I'm like the fun will end um but no I literally had like the best time I saw old friends from high school and college that I haven't seen literally since college or honestly since high school and um it was really great and now I'm pestering John about moving because I don't know I just felt like at home in New York City I there is something so magical about it and obviously being someone that's not from there you know I'm maybe I'm romanticizing it the city but I don't know I wouldn't mind living there for like you know three to six months just catch a vibe and you know be on my way but we'll see so yeah so that's a little you know my weekend had a lot of fun I hope you guys had a really great weekend And before we get into today's episode, I do just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Um, It's kind of, I'm really obsessed with like numbers and analytics. So I'm going to be honest, I check my numbers, I check my analytics and each week, like the numbers keep growing, which is amazing to see. But also I've come across so many people like in person who are like oh yeah like I listened to the latest episode or yeah I was listening to your podcast the other week and and every time I'm like oh my gosh like this is so crazy um I don't really talk about my podcast like if you know me in person I really don't talk about it at all um I don't know I'm just like not that kind of person to bring it up all the time or what have you so whenever people say oh yeah I'm listening to it I'm like oh my gosh like people are listening to this right now so thank you guys for all of the support I can't believe that it'll be um what like three years since I started the podcast on the 26th crazy so thank you guys for you know rocking with me I appreciate it so 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 much and with that being said as a happy birthday gift to the podcast you can leave a rating or review and if you aren't subscribed to the podcast 
What are you waiting for? Subscribe, become part of the fam, and follow the podcast on Instagram at Financial Flex Podcast. All right, so enough of me shamelessly plugging the Instagram podcast and to leave a rating and review, let's get into today's episode. So as you all know, you know, we are so close to being out of debt. At the time of this recording, we have four more loans left. The loan that we're working on is about to be paid off next week. So we basically have only have three more loans left. Um, around $16,000 now is what we have. So, you know, getting out of debt is just one part of our financial journey. The next part will be investing. So I do not have a 401k. I don't have any retirement accounts or any investing accounts. Um, John has a 401k that he was contributing to, but to pay off debt, we've kind of pushed pause on that. However, the second we're out of debt, I am opening up my own retirement account John will continue to contribute to his and yeah that's like the next step in my journey and I'm really excited I think I've spent so much time learning how to get out of debt how to budget so I'm really excited to start this new chapter of learning how to make my money work for me and how to invest Um, which brings me to today's guest so Katie aka millennial money honey is a champion and advocate for the FIRE movement. Um, And if you don't know what FIRE is, it is Financially Independent Retire Early. And it's this movement in the finance space where young people like in their 20s, 30s, 40s, they're not waiting until they're 60 to retire or 65 or however old. You know, they want to live life on their own terms so they save and invest well not really save but they invest very aggressively um and saving too i guess in order to retire at an earlier age so um katie's retirement age is going to be 35 um and i think she'll definitely like obviously hit that goal and so she wants to retire at the age of 35 and you know have her freedom and have the ability to you know be a stay-at-home mom if she if she so chooses spend more time with her family and things like that and so i um thought that this would be a great you know conversation because I know a lot of people want to know okay like what can I do with my money when when I get out of debt like and I know a lot of you guys may not know about the fire community um and so I just wanted you guys to learn more about this community and if it's something that you guys are interested in for sure hit up Katie she's such a great wealth of information and I learned so much and I hope that you guys do too all right so enough of me talking and let's get on with today's discussion. Hey guys, I'm Katie. For those of you who don't know me, I am over on Instagram at Millennial Money Honey, and I share my journey to early retirement at 35 and um, just destigmatize money talk. Um, I'm here to encourage people uh, to talk more about money and learn that you don't have to work until you're 65. Love it. So um, before we like get into like the deeper questions, I have a couple of icebreakers for you. So the first question is, if you could trade places with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? 
I would just want to trade places probably with my grandma. I don't know why. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know. I don't really have a desire or like want to be in somebody's famous shoes. Just like, um, I feel like my grandma has such a great life and she has the life I aspire to have lived and she looks at it fondly. And I just would love to like have her experiences and be more zen about life. I think she's such like a chill lady that like, um, and really positive. So that's who I'd want to trade places with. Oh, I think that's really sweet. Um, so the second question is, if you were stranded on an island, what three things would you bring with you? If I were stranded on an island, I would definitely have a Wi-Fi device and my iPhone. So that would be two, just so I can get off and probably like a never ending jug of water. I don't know. I'm very practical. <laughs> Wait, that is brilliant. I've never heard a never ending supply of water before. Like, that's so smart. Well, I feel like that's what everybody needs to bring. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. Wow. Can you outline your personal finance journey for us? So basically from the beginning, like what turned you on to fire and how did you like start this journey? So I actually got into personal finance um, by doing a no spend year. And that kind of caused me to save a lot of money and just figure out like, okay, I've saved all this money from doing a no spend year. And that actually was not through the mindset of saving money. It was more from the lens of trying to reduce my impact on the earth. And like, I thought if I could just do a no spend year, then like, that would be my way of like doing my little part just for a year. Um, and then I could, you know, think about other ways to cut back. And yeah, as a result, the result was with the earth in mind. And, but as a result of that too, um, I saved a lot of money because I did shop a lot prior to, uh, doing that no spend year. So as a result, I learned and taught myself how to invest. And, you know, that was just through basic, basic, like robo advisors. Um, my very first thing that I used to invest was with Wealthfront, um, which basically does all the investing and index fund picking for you uh, using very similar like models of like, you know, U.S. stocks, bonds, um, international stocks, uh, things like that. Um, and then that led me into like the personal finance space and kind of just sharing my journey on Instagram with my like 300 friends, you know, like I really did not get into this whole fire world until maybe September of 2019. I had uh, been posting since February of 2019 about like index fund investing and just like 401ks, the basics. Um, a coworker suggested that since I was into personal finance, I should go check out Mr. Money Mustache's blog. And that blew open my mind, you know, because I think a lot of people go into personal, the personal finance space with being, with the idea of like, okay, you know, I'm going to become debt free or, you know, I just need to start adulting, but I, and I think that's great. And where every, you know, everybody enters, but then the, once you learn about the idea that you don't have to work forever, like that's the real game changer. And that's really what made me start taking, um, 
my financial journey very seriously and like really focusing hard on how do I escape this? And actually I've always told my grandma, she's, she's one of my good friends, um, but like, I've always told her, like, I want to retire early. Like, I don't want, I want to be retired like you <laughs> and join you. So I've always had this without even knowing that it was an option, I've always had this dream of, you know, being retired and being a mom. And, you know, when I think about my fire journey, I think about like, yeah, the ability to have, to be work optional and be a stay-at-home mom if I so choose. So that's always the lens through which I've looked at my fire journey. And that's how I got into it. I'm sure there's people listening and they're like, what the heck is fire? Like, what does that even stand for? So can you just like break that down? Like what, what fire actually stands for? Yeah. So fire actually stands for financial independence, retire early. And it's like FI slash RE, because I think a lot of people, you know, are kind of turned off by the idea about retiring early. Whereas, you know, I personally gravitated like very much towards early retirement, but for some people, I think they, they kind of like hit that slash, like they want to become financially independent, but don't necessarily want to retire early. And that's okay. I think everybody should be working towards financial independence, regardless of whether or not to retire early. Um, because becoming work optional just gives you so many more options. You're not stressed out for money anymore. Like you can choose to pursue your passions that don't necessarily make a lot of money. Like you could be doing, you know, I don't know, become potter and selling your ceramics uh, and not having to think about like, making ends meet. And I think that's what's so important about the FIRE movement and um, the idea of financial independence. Where exactly? Okay. So let's just say you're 35, you retire, you still have, you know, another 30, 40, 50 years to live. So where are you getting that income from if you've stopped working? So the idea of FIRE is basically you've built up enough money, um, almost like a nest egg of usually it's around um, for like traditional fire somewhere between one and 1.5 million dollars and that will allow you uh, between the growth of the investments uh, they say the average is about seven percent growth per, per year um, that's like 10 percent through the stock market and then minus three percent for inflation so somewhere around seven percent your money will be growing and then if you are able to withdraw at 4% or even some people on the cautious side withdraw that from that nest egg at like a 3% rate, but say like, for example, let me just give you my numbers so you can get a better idea. If I have $1.5 million, which is my fire number, I will be able to withdraw at 4%, uh, $60,000 per year and never theoretically run out of money. Um, again, 4%, I think there's some controversy, almost, uh, I wouldn't call it super controversial, but like within the movement, I think people tend to err on the side of cautiousness, like a 3% uh, withdrawal, if you truly plan on never working ever, 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 ever again. Um, for me, I think I'm setting up a lot of passive income streams now to where I feel like 4% is like safe for me. So just to get into the nuances of like the numbers behind it. Um, but to calculate this, you would essentially just 
take your annual living expenses and multiply that by 25 if you're going to do a 4% withdrawal. So um, yeah, for me, it was like 60,000 times 25 and that gives me my 1.5 million number um, or times 33 if you're going to do it uh, at the 3% safe withdrawal rate. Wow, that that was going to be my next question. Like, how do you come up with that with that number? So, with Fire, do you have to? Is it something where I can just save for? I can just put my money in, let's say, either a regular savings account or a high yield savings account, and still come out with the same results? Or do I have to like invest? No, it actually is really critical that you invest because, you know, to to have that continued growth it needs to be growing at a rate like, um, and a high yield savings account rate, like only currently is that, I think 0.5% for me. Um, yeah, so yeah. low. Very sad, 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 sad. It used to be like 3% prior to um, all this craziness. But yeah, it needs to be growing at a rate that is more than what you are withdrawing at. So it's really important for anybody to be invested, not just like if, you you know, no matter who you are, <laughs> like I really suggest either looking into um, index funds. Index funds are mindless. You don't have to like stress or worry about that, but like learning index fund investing and what those are, um, which an index fund is just a bundle of stocks all packaged together that follows an index like the S&P 500 or um, something like that. So yeah, everybody needs to be investing. Um, and you cannot just keep your money in a high yield savings account. And really a lot of what the fire movement does is take advantage of the tax advantage accounts. I think I get one of the most common questions I get in my DMs is uh, how do I, or people ask me, why am I contributing to my 401k um, and my Roth IRA if I can't withdraw that until I'm 59 or 59 and a half? Um, and I, there are so many resources to uh, this, but look up, I always tell them to look up Roth conversion ladders and you can withdraw from your accounts penalty-free, your 401k. It, you can take out that money by converting it to a traditional IRA and then slowly um, converting the traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Um, but that's the hack. It's still extremely important to take advantage of the tax advantages and reduce your taxable income now. And then you can still get out that money later. Gotcha. That's, that's really good information. Cause I was wondering too, I'm like, well, I know if before like retirement age, you do get like penalized for taking out money. So I'm glad like you explained that. Yeah. No pen penalty free. That nice. is <laughs> so I feel like with the fire movement or just like aspiring, you know, to fire, you have to be really disciplined. So what are some what are some things that keep you disciplined? Because I feel like being motivated is one thing, but being disciplined is like another because motivation wanes, right? So you could be like, eh, I don't really feel like, you know, putting this money into my retirement account this month. Like I'm not, I'm not going to, but discipline is like, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it regardless. So what are some, what are some ways that keep you on track? I think automating everything the way to go like your paycheck hits the next day $200 automatically goes straight into your brokerage account or wherever you're investing savings if you're building up your emergency fund but automating everything so that you feel like you don't really have that money to begin with it 
by nature, like, will help you be more disciplined. But two, I really think once you find fire and you understand the trade-offs, and if you, you can say, oh, you know, this directly, like me not investing detracts from my dream of being a, for me, stay-at-home mom. That is, if, if I think of that and I understand that I have to work, you know, an extra year by not doing that, and that is my trade-off, I mean, I think that's what helps me be a lot more disciplined. Gotcha. So it's it's kind of similar to, I feel like, a debt-free journey where it's like you have to have that why behind it. That's, you know, you just always have to constantly think about that. Like, why? Like, why am I doing this, you know? Yeah, I think it's almost like honestly applicable to like life in general. Yeah. Like, why do you want to do something? In recent years, like the fire movement has come under scrutiny for not being very inclusive. So I know when I was first, when I first heard about fire, it was through the lens of like white men. Um, And that was, that was all like, didn't, didn't hear about it really from anybody else. So I look to you and I feel like you're one of the people that I see that's not a male, not white, championing championing the like the movement. So like why is that like so important to you? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, when I also started reading about it, you know, these are white male, typically software engineers or, you know, some kind of finance bros, physicians, um, things that like I myself couldn't really relate to although you know I looked at them and I was like wow that's so cool I'm glad they're very smart and crunched all the numbers because you know I can't math to save my life but I'm very glad nerds did all the numbers and have actually lived this out to understand that like it is possible but to not see myself was a little bit discouraging and uh one of the things that really really got me was uh you know reading a book called quit like a millionaire she was a um, chinese immigrant and ended up firing and wrote a book and seeing her journey and hearing about her journey really really resonated with me um and and that is also when i kind of doubled down on like becoming like um you know this this platform to for others to share their stories and and something that I'm really doing on my blog these days is you know uh, featuring other people within the fire community who you know have less traditional or different stories because you know I think some people in specific occupations whether they're teachers or um, nonprofit workers they look at these crazy numbers and they're like wow, how, how can I even do that? So I think that's really important for me is because I want to see more people like myself and my friends, you know, and the people around me (laughs) um, on fire and for others to feel less alone. And I think that's what's so important is building this like money, honey community is for other people to share their stories and um, just find others who may be like, share their occupations or similar qualities that they can, you know, look to for guidance and even be connected and, you know, start conversations with other people. With the fire movement too, I've also heard the argument of like, you're not really retired because there's some people who have like, 
e-courses or books or you know they're bloggers so it's like technically like you're not people are like you're not really retired you're still working what are your thoughts about that I mean I think work is very personal as is all of personal finance everything's really personal if you feel like you're not working who's to say that is work whether or not you're making money you know just because if I you know, I would never become a YouTuber like tomorrow, but if I were still to continue that in my early retirement days and I were monetized that way, I just, you know, I would never look at that as like, oh, that's work. That's my job. And, you know, at the same token, like I could stop everything, turn it all off. And, you know, it's just the option to work or not work. And I think however you want to self-identify retired or not retired, that is totally up to you. And I think um, there's a lot of like uh, retirement shaming almost. Like I think a lot of early retirees, uh, you know, you don't hear about the ones who don't do anything. You only hear about the ones who are talking about it. And so there's like this weird perception that like everybody's still making money, but I really think um, you're just not hearing about the ones who don't. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that is true. Cause yeah, like the people that I hear talk about the fire movement, they are the ones that are still still working. I haven't really found anyone that's like, you know, completely not working. Um, so you mentioned a little earlier that you have like um, various streams of income. So I'm just wondering like what a few of those are. Well, besides, um, I think a lot of have people have dividends. Um, so I have my dividend income. Um, what is it? I'm so- sorry. For those who don't know, like what is a dividend? Um, A dividend is just when you own a share of a company or a stock in a company, and you can own it through an index fund too, um, which is lots of stocks, but inside the fund, you will own like individual stocks. Um, But some companies incentivize their shareholders by paying out monthly or quarterly even to own a piece of their company. And um, there are some actually different schools of thoughts where, you know, people used to love dividends and like, it was very, very like popular for, you know, like the boomer generation to be double down on dividend stocks. But there is some thought now that like dividends aren't like the, the be all end all be all like, it's maybe even better to hold stocks that don't pay out dividends and just use that money and re or get reinvested in the company to, you know, increase the stock prices itself and like have capital, the gains, just growth internally. Um, But yeah, a dividend is just a payout of a stock that you own. Yeah, so I have some dividends. Um, I have, let me pull it up actually. Uh, You know, some, they're not all passive. I have my like regular nine to five job. I still work, Um, side hustle affiliate blog money. that I get from my blog. And let's see, I do like reselling in my um, city double cash back card. Things like that are just streams of income that all contribute to my total monthly income. Nice. No, those are, I, I love how they're like, you know, it's not, you're like, you're not like, oh, I'm on the weekend flipping houses. You're, it's like a bunch of little things that make it feel so much more like attainable, you know? Yeah, I honestly am a really lazy person. <laughs> like, I don't have time for that, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I look at people who are like very into real estate or like um, flipping or thrifting. 
I really, any income or resell stuff is just like stuff around the house. Um, I, if it feels like work, you know, like I, it's work and uh, I, I don't, so anything I can do that earns me money is probably something with minimal effort. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, I love that. I feel like you don't hear that a lot. I feel like you hear hustle, 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 like you got to put in the hours, but I, I love your approach. I'm very anti-hustle. <laughs> the lazy girl's got to fire. <laughs> I love it. So um, you mentioned earlier on Instagram, like how on Instagram, you highlight everyday people who are working their way towards fire. So what advice do you have for someone who is trying to get started but may not have like the highest paying job? I this question. I really think fire has taught me to be so much more creative. Um, and it's almost fun in that sense. It's like I'm gamifying like how I can get to early retirement faster. And I love how um, much more creative you like think about things. Um, and and if you're not in a high paying job, I really, really challenge you to think about how your skills can translate. You know, assuming you don't like what you do and you may maybe don't like if you're pursuing fire, but like you can be really creative with how your skills translate to industries that are higher paying. For example, I started off as a graphic designer. I earned $22,000 in like just a little marketing agency um, out of college. I, it was terrible. And I thought like for me, earning six figures was so unattainable. I was, it was just like, well, oh, I'm, I'm doomed to never earn that much. Um, but like, I really challenge you to look at how your skill set translates across industries. So for me, that was figuring out, you know what, like I'm in, um, I was in advertising, but I really, 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 after looking at all these software engineer dudes who are also on bar, like, how do I get into the tech industry? And, you know, like, if you think about, you know, if for, you're a teacher, for example, there are learning and development, like positions at tech companies where you can train employees on, you know, or help connect them to resources on how to develop their skill set. And for me, that's like a guidance, like teacher um, type role or like, um, you know, things like that. Um, and even like I have people who, uh, friends who work in the nonprofit industry and a lot of bigger companies are looking to expand their nonprofit and like giving arm of their companies. And there are roles, you know, to, you know, help the bigger company be a better steward of their money and give back charitably. And there are roles that um, you can, you can find of people who actually do that. So it's like, I really challenge you to think creatively about how your soft skills translate and uh, don't discount that. Um, and it is a matter of networking, community building. I think a lot of the times it's a little bit of just of luck and like shooting your shot with, you know, people on LinkedIn be like, hey, I saw you were a nonprofit and then you transitioned to tech. How did you do that? Like, tell me how. And a lot of the times people are so willing to tell their story. I think really people love to talk about themselves and uh, it's a lot easier when you're asking a person a lot of questions with true genuine interest on how they do that and connecting with them that way to, to like, if they're doing your dream job and have a similar background as you, like 
I, I feel like it's really great to connect with people and, the, and people are often willing to lend, lend a hand. Wow, that's, I could not have asked for a better answer. I feel like that is so helpful for people who maybe are in a rut right now and they're wanting to switch jobs or wanting to earn more money, but they're like, how do I even go about it? Because it is kind of daunting, especially if it's in a field that you're not very familiar with or you have no connections in. So I think like, you you know, your tips are very like applicable applicable and very like helpful um for people listening for sure yeah I feel like people really need to uh think they can do it too though you know to hear me say it is one thing but to believe that it's possible for you too I think that's a really important and um some people need to like tap into that mindset too no definitely um so um in regards like your personal fire journey like um would you say that you're on track further ahead or a little bit behind to meeting your goal? When I initially started out, I had um, scheduled myself for seven years until early retirement. And I actually dropped that down by two years because, uh, as I was saying, I I did get into the tech industry and now I'm making a six-figure salary. And then on top of that, I am, I'm almost 30 years old. I'm 29 and I moved back in with my parents in order to expedite this journey. So as a result of that, I would say I am further ahead than I, I dreamed all because I'm really looking at these trade-offs. I'm enjoying this time with them. Also, we really couldn't go anywhere this last year. So it was fine. (laughs) It was fine. And that was great. And it also aligned with my goals and values and truly something I want to do in early retirement is to be able to spend time with my parents. You know, they're getting older, they're on the verge of retirement, um, in their mid sixties. So, and then they work the, the traditional amount. And, uh, I just really want to be able to spend this time to travel with them, to take them where they want to go. Um, fortunately I am not taking care of their retirement. They, saved enough um, for themselves. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, But I do want to, in my fire plan, spend time with family. So, you know, it all kind of aligns and works out now that I'm living at home. Yeah, no, I love how it seems like everything you do is very family oriented, which I like love. I feel like that's, I feel like that's something you don't really um, see a lot. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's because I want to travel or it's because, oh, I want to do this. But I love how you're like, I just want to spend more time with my grandma, my parents. And, you know, I want to be a mom someday, which means spending time with your kids. So that's like really nice to see. Thanks. I really didn't, um, I really didn't even notice that until you put it out. Like, uh, family is definitely, I guess at my core value. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So as we wrap up this interview, um, I have one last question for you. So what is the best piece of money advice you've ever been given? That it's important to not work for money, but make your money work for you. And I think looking at thinking of it as that in that in terms of, yeah, making your money work for you and it can through investing, that is really what everybody should be striving towards, like not working for money, having their money work for them. And that is, you know, that encapsulates financial independence and and I think says it all. 
Yeah, definitely. So where can the people find you and, you know, follow your fire journey? I am most active on Instagram at Millennial Money Honey or on YouTube over at Millennial Money Honey. And um, I promote on my Instagram all the fire diaries. Feel free to submit yours and share your own fire journey. I would love to hear it and feature you. Um, Yeah, but to just build that community, find find me at Millennial Money Honey on all social media platforms.